0: Rocket system. This is only a test. Hello? This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. You know, BP, I guess if we give him a year and a half's notice, he could come. <laughs> The is of your area In voluntary cooperation with the FCC Have developed a system to keep you informed In the event of an emergency uh, Based on the 23 photos I looked at, he's enjoying his life If <laughs> 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 this happened, an actual emergency
1: I'm Sanders, and he's Liv, and we are two sorry excuses.
0: Livaroo! What's up, Sam, man?
1: Hey, man, what's happening?
0: Not much, man. How's it going?
1: Very good. Happy uh Saturday.
0: Yeah, happy holy Saturday, I guess.
1: Easter edition of Two Sorry Excuses, episode twenty one?
0: Yeah, Yeah, twenty one. <whistles> the Lord has risen episode. Very nice. How you been? All right, all right. How about yourself? Oh,
1: pretty good, man. Pretty good. Although um a little bummed out yesterday. I got some um uh some bad news. It was um Trolling around on Facebook, noticed that the Laughlin family was um, congregating together for Easter uh, down in Southern Virginia. So, um, reached out to uh, Karen Laughlin, who's Luffy's, uh wife, you know, said, Hey, listen, looks like you guys are all together. You know, tell uh, Laughlin's parents I say hello. If his brother's around, you know, say hello and uh, happy Easter. And uh, she got back to me. She said, Hey, Sanders, thanks for the note. Uh, Didn't know if you know, but uh, Laughlin's mom had passed away.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: It turns out she had passed away in um, August. So it's been about eight months or so. So I was a little bummed out about that because Laughlin and I were roommates down in D.C. and his parents lived um, a couple blocks away. So... You know we'd go over there for dinner or you know do my laundry or you know just you know kind of have like a a family away from family so um they were really awesome to me, but um just as importantly, I can't believe that i didn't talk I haven't talked to him for you know yeah. eight months, yeah, it's a long time now Laughlin is um you know, kind of particular in his communication anyway. Like, you'll go long stretches without talking to him. Um, he took over his family's advertising uh, agency a couple years ago. His dad retired. So he kind of immersed himself in the business and, like, he totally grew it. And, you know, I think it's a multi million dollar advertising firm down in DC now. And he, you know, he does pretty well.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's pretty spotty on his communications you know, self-admittedly, and he'll kind of make fun of himself, but (coughs) usually we kind of reach out and, you know, get in touch enough to stay on top of stuff like that, and, you know, granted, bad news isn't something that, you know, that you like to trumpet, but, um, you know, obviously I was bummed for him uh, and his family, but, you know, more so that, you know, I wasn't able to kind of, you know, be in touch and kind of reach out, so, um, you know, total bummer, man, so... uh, Crappy way to, to uh, you know, start a show. But I wanted to, you know, send my condolences out to him and, um, you know, kind yeah. kind of share my my sentiments.
0: Yeah. Well, that is that's too bad. I mean,
1: but it's funny how, it, like, August. You know, that's eight months ago.
0: And that's a long time ago. You figure I heard something by now. Or yeah. Something.
1: Or even just had the. You know the opportunity to touch base on something else, but I was kind of going back in my head, you know, looking looking at some old emails and stuff, um, and it might have been eight yeah. months, might even be in a year since I since I chatted with him, which sounds kind of strange, but I guess this last year has been kind of uh, been kind of crazy for some some folks. So
0: yeah, well, even if not, there's not the great chance that that topic would have come up. Anyway,
1: yeah, it's that's one of those strange topics, you know. Like I'd always, oh hey, I'd always uh, wondered how how that, you know, transpires, uh, particularly with this, you know, with this group of guys, because, um, you know, parents' weekend and stuff. uh, All of our families, we we are close with all of our families, obviously, but all of our uh, families would get together uh, on parents' weekend, and they were particularly friendly, and we always commented on how we kind of came from you know kind of the same mold. all of our parents are all still together we all come from like multiple sibling families you know we're all within like the same age range in terms of oldest to youngest like a lot of similarities in families yeah and they our parents got along well with each other's parents whether it was parents weekends or graduations or you know when my mom would come to pick me up from Sparta um you know they they got along particularly well, and um, you know I was close for whatever for whatever reason with each of those folks. Laughlin and I lived in D.C. together when I lived in Boston. Obviously, the Reardons were around. You know, Reg and John Peters uh, yep. are obviously uh, you know easy to find and easy to get along with. So. Um, was just kind of a, you know just kind of a bummer. You you you'd kind of hope if the situation you know presents itself that you uh, are availed to it and you know you could have some type of, of impact. But uh, you know I guess that's not, that's just the way it rolls sometimes. You know.
0: Yep, I do.
1: But um, on the friend note, uh, I was going over some um, some Facebook communique between our number one fan and the Too Sorry Excuses Facebook page. Yes. Fredo uh, Quinonez.
0: Yes, Fredo Quinonez.
1: Has reared his handsome head again.
0: <laughs>
1: what are you guys into?
0: <laughs> he rears it like two or three uh, times a week, it seems now. Uh, he wants to get the band back together for the uh, Syracuse game. And he actually knew the knows the whereabouts of a one David Shaggy Amorosi. All right, so that's a couple of important things there. Uh, yes.
1: Since we talked last, they've made it official. Syracuse LSU
0: 2015 it, is September that... 26 2015 is the date of the game.
1: So that's in book it.
0: Yes, and what we really need to discuss is this whole bus plan because I have there's way more guys down here. Who are LSU people that want to be on our bus?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, really interesting. <laughs>
0: uh, well, one of the after Fredo, the next person to say he definitely wanted to sign up for it was was the guy uh, Logan, who's a loyal listener who I went to law school with. And he lives in Baton Rouge, and he's like uh, as died in the wool of an LSU fan as they come. But he's got like, he has an uncle up in New Jersey or something who always tells him that he's going to visit him. And he's like, that would be, he's like, I definitely want to be on that bus with y'all because it'll give me a good reason to go up there. All right. That's perfect because. (laughs) And I've had several other people say they want to get on. I'm like, we definitely got, I was like, well, this is going to look really bad if there's like 10 to 15 people that are wearing purple and gold and we can only get like three or four people who are Syracuse. (laughs) That would be the biggest concern. I wouldn't
1: have a problem commingling the fan bases on the bus because
0: one. Um, My problem is how hard is it going to be to rally people in their late thirties and early forties who are kind of casual college football fans and Syracuse football fans, if anything, to get them on a, a four- to five-hour bus ride up to uh, Syracuse for a weekend of debauchery. Okay, I
1: don't think it'd be that hard because what they are not casual fans of, they're not casual fans of Syracuse University. They're rabid fans yeah. of Syracuse and the Hill. And you'd be surprised oh, of how many... <laughs> of those people you know that that I kind of talk to casually um you know after a trip up to visit guy or you know um or a get together up there you know with Reardon or something and those people are like oh my god you went up there I haven't been up there in 20 years I haven't been up there in 15 years I would love to go back but I think the planning process is a little overwhelming for people like I mean, you don't think about staying in a hotel. You don't think about, you know, the travel plans. When you went, you just went and stayed. You stayed with friends. Yeah. You stayed, you know, um, with family, whatever. It was was easy. It was turnkey. But the concept of going up, renting a hotel room, like, it, it's, it's a little foreign to folks. And um, I think the the feedback that I've gotten warrants... Uh, serious inclusion for most people as opposed to kind of brushing it off as, you know, as, like, a far-flung idea.
0: So yeah, I, no, I mean, I'm all for it. thing is, you and me live in different worlds, like the worlds of guys who don't have children, neither of us, and only one of us is married.
1: No, that's true, and that's fair, but um, Little Teresa is a huge... Um, is a huge proponent of getting out and doing stuff and she's got three kids three little girls all under like the age of 8 and i find myself typically excluding her like let's say i'm going to have a barbecue or you know i'm going to have you know a like a last minute um you know gathering where just a couple of people are going to come over and and have some cocktails whenever i don't reach out to her she always says, "Hey, listen, just just let me know. like w- we spend all our days with kids if we yeah. can get an opportunity to get out or more appropriately, if we can find an excuse to get out and we have somebody to watch the kids, we're there a hundred percent so that would probably be you know the the biggest obstacle is finding somebody to you know to babysit the kids, not necessarily the desire." you know to participate so you figure you're going to get 50% of those people to you know find babysitters and 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 be in and then the other 50 you know are are not going to be able to you know to do it but you know that's kind of how 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 the cookie crumbles I guess
0: well with that being said then we got to start planning on stuff soon because the issue is I mean, you can get a bus, whatever. The issue is the lodging, the accommodations. Uh, What's the date? I think in the end, because I haven't been to Syracuse in over 10 years now, but it never was, like, the greatest city for hotels or anything.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Although they have, I think they've improved it um, considerably, and I think that... Opening up that corridor to downtown um, has made things a little easier. So w-
0: the date of the game is when September twenty sixth, two thousand fifteen. All right. So we got seventeen months basically.
1: Um, what's a good price? What's a palatable?
0: What's a palatable um, package? Huh. I don't know, man. That's something I think about. I mean, for one, you probably got to figure out how much it would cost to to get that bus to start. You know. Uh, that you that I just, you're that, not gonna be able to just throw out numbers. And it's what you're including in
1: the package. Yeah, know? no, that's what I mean. Like what? Because at some point, then it wouldn't even be worth it. Because uh, it's gonna it would be cost prohibitive. But people run these trips, so they gotta be. Yeah. You know, they got to be
0: I want you to talk to Philadelphia Eagles guy. <laughs>
1: Quimby is his name. Quimby. Okay. <laughs> um I I want to say I've got it, this is this is strange, but I have all that information. I when I worked for the Northeast Conference, I used to run the um I used to run the travel for all the championships. So I used to book the hotels. I used to get the bus contracts, um, and all that jazz. So um, I've got that somewhere. I just need to to kind of pull it up. Yeah. You would need it. What would you do? You'd leave on a Friday night.
0: Depends what time the game is, I guess, huh? Um. I, mean, I guess you'd probably. Have, I don't know if you. I mean, if it's an evening game. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I, I would say if I was gonna if I was going to commit to something like that, I'd probably want to make it worth my while and make it a full weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you leave sometime Friday afternoon.
1: Yeah, maybe late late afternoon. You get up there in time, you know, to check in the hotel. You know, take a take a shower, and then yep. hit some type of like event. Because I think you'd have to put on an event.
0: Well, for the folks. you definitely have something like everybody's going to go dinosaur barbecue or something.
1: Yeah. Um, rent the new side of Fagan's pregame. Yep. Something like that?
0: Yeah.
1: I think we could get that done.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, we could easily get that done.
1: Um, hotels in Syracuse. Uh, yeah, you're looking at a price somewhere between 125 and 200 bucks depending on on the hotel. Um obviously you could try to probably get a group rate which yep. could bring that down. So you I don't know, something like plus a ticket 50 people on a bus you know is 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 400 bucks. 400 500 bucks too much. For a well, I mean, if
0: it's all inclusive, I don't think it's too much.
1: Yeah, I figure you get a hotel, you get the bus, you get the hotel, you get a ticket, and you so get...
0: anybody was going to go up there anyway. They they know they'd have to be spending money on stuff, Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, if they were going to go on their own, they'd have to get a hotel room on their own. They'd have to get transportation up there by themselves. They'd have to get their ticket. Alright, fair enough. So I wouldn't stress about that too
1: hard. Alright, cool. Plus you're talking about thirty and forty year olds who would hopefully have some disposable income.
0: Yeah, people are gonna it, it's not college kids anymore, you know. Right. Alright.
1: So there you go. The big See, question it's is It's
0: done. It's done. We can we can rest we can rest on it for the next nineteen <laughs> months or seventeen <laughs> months or whatever it is.
1: The big question is, are you gonna be able to get the band back together?
0: I mean, I think you'll be. Well, Steve's in Jersey, so that'll be easy right there. Okay. Uh, you know, BP, I guess if we give him a year and a half's notice, he could come. <laughs> yeah. Now he's got all these times for all these other vacations where he's never had time for stuff we want to do. Um, it's all right. I can give him a hard time on here. He doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh Shaggy I'm even though I am officially Facebook friends with him now I'm leaving that up to to Fredo So
1: did did, did you get in touch with him? Have you chatted with him or are you just No, not uh, at
0: all. I just sent when I saw Shaggy that uh Fredo said he's on there. I just looked his name up and I sent him the friend request uh, and Later on it said David Amorosi has approved your firm request, and but there was like no message from him that I was hoping there would be, you know, right? Which, you know, I'm like, well, maybe yeah. I should send him a message. Where it's like, where do you start? Hey man, what's going on? Oh, I see you got a couple of kids now, and you and you're apparently going snowmobiling and stuff. <laughs>
1: <Sweet>. <laughs> hey man, I was creeping around on your on your <laughs> Facebook page. And I notice you're a big uh, Denver Broncos fan now.
0: <laughs> oh, you were creeping around us face page. face, huh?
1: <laughs> Well, I'm creeping right now because, to be honest, I didn't know that his last name, or I didn't remember that his last name was Amorosi.
0: Yeah, apparently his high school nickname was Ammo.
1: All right. I like Shaggy better.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that was a shocking picture to me, him and the, uh, not that I ever thought Shaggy was much of a sports fan to begin with, but just seeing him in that Denver Broncos jersey with all the other Broncos guys was kind of odd.
1: Yeah, he looks the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is he married and stuff? Yeah, he's got himself a seniorita, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently a couple of kids, and he's loving life, it looks like. Uh, based on the 23 photos I looked at, he's enjoying his life. <laughs>
1: that's great that's
0: great just based on that who knows maybe there's skeletons in his closet maybe there's all kinds of horrible things going on but based on the the 23 photos posted on there life is good for David Amarusi he does lots of stuff in the mountains
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's good I'm glad you guys could connect virtually at least if not uh if not in reality.
0: And <laughs> he's got a pretty sweet goatee. I know that much.
1: Uh, good hmm. stuff, man. What else you got?
0: Uh, well this week was shitty for the fact that taxes were due this week. Oh yeah. I yeah. saw that. Would you you yeah. were, you were way ahead of the curve, huh? Yeah, I believe I believe my taxes technically were transmitted to the IRS by e file at ten forty three PM Central Central Daylight Time, April fifteenth. Now, do you do your own taxes? Yes, I do. I don't know. I probably could spend a little bit more to have a professional do it and save me a little bit more money instead of the hundred thirty something dollars I spend on the um, the software, the TurboTax stuff. Because I'm I'm my own business, you know.
1: Oh, I, is that how you is that how you work? You, yeah, you incorporated like, uh, I'm yourself. I'm an
0: independent contractor within my office. You know. Okay. So I have to file as self employed. You know. So it's it's a pain in the 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 pain in the ass is the discipline to put away that every fourth check. You know to pay your taxes with.
1: Oh, okay. Because what do they do? 1099 you?
0: Yeah, the first year he didn't even 1099. Me and my brother was like, who's a CPA? He's like. You don't even have to pay taxes, because as far as the IRS knows, you never got any money. You know? I'm like, well, well I need to do it. There's other reasons you need to file taxes, you know? <laughs> for Stuff like when you're buying houses and crap like that, you need to have a history of tax returns. Right. So I was like, no. I was like, yeah, I could get by without having to pay taxes and pocket the thousands of dollars I saved up for it. I was like, uh, I guess I really should pay taxes. So I did, and I did this year. But you know, I I try to pay quarterly, but I didn't pay them, I didn't pay everything. You know, that was due quarterly, but big deal. My penalty was like thirty something bucks. Okay. So, How do you
1: figure out what you owe quarterly? Do you.
0: Well, it's estimated. You know. Oh, like, okay.
1: They
0: kind of base it on what you made the year before, but that's not always accurate. Like, because I, I knew I was going to have made a lot more in 2012 than I did in 2013. So I wasn't sending in what the estimated quarterly was based on my 2012 because I knew it was going to be way more, you know? Right. Uh, so I was kind of low-balling it a little bit, and I knew that, but that's not a big deal. I, I don't give a damn about paying a $31 penalty. The problem with taxes is if you don't pay the taxes and you get the extension, then they start... That's when you start getting jammed on the money, you know? If you don't pay by the 15th. Oh, you have to pay the penalty
1: on the on the extension?
0: This is the way it works. I mean, if you don't pay your tax... Like, people get an extension, right? Yes. All the extension does is give you an extension to file. You know? The... Um, but if you don't pay the taxes, if you still owe like $5,000 in taxes, you're getting charged interest during that time between the 15th and whenever you get that extension. Oh, got
1: it. I get it. Okay.
0: So technically, you're because technically you're supposed to pay all the taxes by, the, by January 31st of the next year is. Right. Other than that, you got to pay a penalty. And if you don't pay it by April 15th, they start charging you interest. Yeah.
1: Got it. Okay. No, no, so I follow. People
0: don't, people don't know that. They think extension means you're getting an extension to pay it, but it's not. So it's not even worth doing it in my book.
1: When I came back from, from Curacao, um, I didn't file for the years that I was down there. So that was, that was three years. So when I came yeah. back, I had to file each of those years. But because I was an expat living abroad making under a certain threshold... It's non-taxable income. Yeah. But you still have to file it. Yeah. I um, I couldn't find an accountant that had the necessary experience in that particular scenario. But I ended up at H&R Block with some woman, you know, kind of a retired accountant, you know, just kind of does tax season at H&R Block, um, you know, in her spare time and she had this particular expertise. So I you know, I kind of had no choice. I I went, she was my only option, she filed them. I didn't know any money, it was it was fine. You know, paid a couple hundred bucks for the forms or whatever and that was it. But, you know, kind of go back every year and you know, they charge by the form. So if you you know if you just yeah. have a ten forty, cost you one hundred and fifty bucks. If you own property, then you owe another form. That's another you know two hundred fifty bucks. h each and a block. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I started an LLC last year, so that's uh you know a whatever a K something K form. That's something, and the more yeah, complicated K
0: and all that.
1: Yeah. The, yeah, the more involved, the higher the price is. And, you know, so it averages somewhere between 350 and $500 um, to file jointly in my current situation. And, you know, e- each year they do that breakdown for you of what you would have gotten if, you know, you'd filed this way or filed that way. And, you know, for the hour that I spend sitting there, let her do it is, you know, so much easier, so much, um, so much less stressful than if I did it myself. Um, it's totally worth it and i've gotten you know i got my money back a couple times over
0: but, yeah i'm gonna have to know. start doing something like that it's i'll need to be more prepared you know
1: typically um we try to get our whatever the the deadline is for a company to send you your w2s i think it's like they got to be you know mailed out by january 31st or something yeah typically we make like our appointment for February 15th. You know, something along those lines. We're kind of the first ones in, the first ones out. You know, the check's in the mail a couple weeks later. But since I did this, um, since I started this LLC, my partner in that typically doesn't do his taxes until, you know, the end of March or whatever. So we've been held up a couple, last couple years um, in filing that. Even though we've got, I've got no income from it, You've got no revenue from it. You still need to file it along with, um, you know, with your actual return. So um, we've kind of, you know, been late to the party the last couple years. But still, um, I think we had you beat by a couple weeks. (laughs) But you're in, you're filed, you got your receipt, you're not going to jail?
0: I would have have spent the same amount of money regardless, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just as long as, you know... uh, Funny thing was, I was going to do it Monday, because I realized, I was like, oh, damn, it's due Tuesday. I was like, I better start this on Monday. And then Sunday night, my brother-in-law came over to the house, and he was like, you're going to go to that thing with me tomorrow? And then I recalled, like, two or three weeks earlier, uh, asked me if I wanted to go. You know Neil deGrasse Tyson, the astrophysicist? Yes. He was giving this lecture at Tulane, you know, it was a free lecture, but, and it was going to be mobbed, but my brother-in-law works there. He's a welder. So I went with him. So I was like, oh, yeah, I told you I would go to that. So Monday, I went to that with him and my niece, you know, and uh, since he works there, he got one of his buddies from the physical plant to let us in through the back door, and we got in there. That was pretty cool. But but by the same token, it was another night. My taxes weren't getting done. You know, and I came home, and I was like, I was like, I better start finding all this shit that I need, you know, so I was looking for the 1099s and all these other tax forms to get from the banks for interest and student loan interest and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm grateful I did that then, even though it was late and I wanted to go to sleep because, because I might have not have made it had I had to look for all that stuff the night of, you know?
1: Yeah, that's such a pain in the ass, making sure you got all that stuff.
0: Yep. Well, because that's the thing. I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. I can do taxes in one night. It only takes a couple hours. But then, it's all that BS that you realize. Oh no, what about this ten ninety eight T and all this, all these different interest forms? You know, one year,
1: I had it was the it was the year that I started working in the city. Um, the first half of the year, I was teaching uh, at Gibbs College, and left. Like after the first quarter, and started working in the city, so a full year had passed by the time that I went to do my taxes for that um, for that tax year, and totally forgot that I worked at Gibbs College. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the W two. The company went out of business. I think they never sent it to me. Um, I don't know, maybe got lost in the mail. Maybe I was supposed to download it. Who knows? Whatever. But about a year and a half later, I ended up getting a bill from the IRS for unclaimed income. Jeez. So it ended up being like 5,000 bucks. Yeah. So I didn't know what to do. So I paid it. You don't don't mess with the IRS. You just pay it. Yep. Went, Went to do my taxes for that year and the accountant said, hey, what? Oh, man, what is this? And I explained the story, and she's like, Well, you should have brought it in. You know, don't just... Never just pay the IRS. Yeah. So I was like, All right, well, next time. But then somebody suggested that I just refile. I file an amended return yeah, for, amended
0: th- form, yeah.
1: for that year and end up, ended up getting not only the 5000 back, but, you know, a couple extra hundred bucks on top of that a few years later. So it's just the whole thing is just so backwards the whole process you know the amount of paperwork you gotta account for uh, you know every single turn needs to be needs to be documented and you totally can lose paperwork in the shuffle man
0: yeah it's it's a miserable experience so you're good you're in you're done
1: congratulations
0: taxes are done can move on (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, What are we moving on about? We got a couple. I will tell
0: you one funny thing that happened this week. Yeah, what do you got? So, I don't know Wednesday maybe it was wherever it was. I was taking my shower in the morning and I get out and I'm coming back and I'm getting dressed. And I go grab my phone. And there's a missed call and I'm like, "What is this missed call from?" So I Google the number and the number was WVUE Fox Eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh like, no, it's just got to be a mistake.
1: <laughs> did you call it back?
0: No, I did not call it back, but a little part of me thinks, you know, Lee Zerg's trying to track us down.
1: It is. <laughs> it, it is. It's got to be him. What's his, uh, what's his Twitter follower uh, handle up to now?
0: Oh, let's see what that is. Hold on, let me... Um what we're,
1: what were we shooting for? 20, uh, 82.50 or something like that? Yeah, 82.50 is what we
0: were shooting for. Okay. Okay. At Lezerk, what is he up to now? Oh, 82.34. Oh, we just... Oh, man, crap. Two sorry, Excuses Nation's hurting this week. It's a holiday week. Yep. Let's see. Let's see if... Uh, you can attribute any of the new followers to 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 us.
1: Well, by definition, we, we should account all of them to us, but I understand where you're going for
0: posterity. Yes. Um okay. Right now I'm gonna say attributed to two sorry amongst the new followers this week is uh well from me onward, let's see. I'm going to put it at about a zero.
1: (laughs) Come on, not even Mike the Engineer?
0: (laughs) No, it can't be Mike the Engineer. Maybe Sarmad Azar is one of them.
1: (laughs) All right, we'll have to ramp up efforts this week.
0: Yeah. Hold on one second, man. Yeah. Okay,
1: are you are you there? Yeah, and the good news is I didn't stop recording, Um, because usually (laughs) when I stop I stop recording when we take a little break like that. It always screws up the second half of our conversation. So we're in the clear, no problem.
0: All right, good. We can move on. That was somebody calling uh... Lee Zurich. No, it was not Lee Zurich, unfortunately. I was, I was hopeful that it was Lee Zerk, <laughs> <laughs> But no, no. To my dismay, it was not Lee. Um, but, um, but no, so that wasn't Lee Zurich. He's only at uh, 82.34. You know, maybe we can go up to 82.50 by next week. You know, we'll say Mike the Engineer is, is credited to us. Sure, why not? All right. Uh, what are other things I saw this week? I saw a white kid wearing a Carmelo Anthony Oak Hill Academy jersey playing (laughs) basketball on one of the public courts, um, trying to, trying to, uh, mesh with a bunch of urban kids and he was looking quite foolish. Um, that was yesterday. Uh. Well,
1: well, Mello is the big talk up here, uh, in New York, um, Knicks failed to make the playoffs this yep. year, and regardless, the Knicks have been bad, you know. But for um, last year, I think they had a good run. But the you know the previous decade was was miserable. You know, Knicks basketball was was n- not even a consideration. Um, but there's no bigger. Ticket. There's no bigger show. There's no bigger event than a Knicks game at Madison Square Garden when the Knicks are playing well. Yeah. Yankees, Giants, Rangers doesn't matter. The, the Knicks are it when you know when they're playing well. Um, and when they're playing bad, there's no more scrutinized team than the Knicks. So now they're they miss the playoffs. Um, I think they fired their coach.
0: Yeah, I think they just fired him.
1: And they're talking about whether or not Melo is going to opt out of his contract. And it's the exact reason why I didn't want him to sign with the Knicks to begin with. Yeah. Or get traded to the Knicks, or come to the Knicks and 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 be a you know a prominent feature uh, in New York City because you obviously are under scrutiny a lot of scrutiny when you're in in New York and you're subject to the New York media but that's one thing to be subject to the scrutiny to be under the spotlight and to have you know you know your play examined or you know kind of have your life under a microscope that's one thing but there's no worse fan than a New York fan they're just <laughs> they're horrible they, you know, they they turn on a dime. You know, they're pessimistic. Everything the, that you know you do is wrong. You know, as an athlete or as an organization or as a team, uh, very little hope. And sure enough, when he came here, it totally t- tore apart his game. You know, overrated, overpaid, selfish for trying to get out of Denver. Um, You know, he's a one-trick pony, you know, he's not worth the money, and just really hammered him for the last couple years. And so now he is, he's uh, got the option to opt out of his contract, which is a no-win situation. If he opts in, they're going to be horrible next year. They have no cap room, Yeah, they've got no players signed, you know, they've got no foundation, they've got to wait until 2015 to sign a free agent and kind of to kind of put together their own big three. So if he stays, he's going to be on a miserable team and he's going to have to live with that, you know, uh, with that criticism for another year. But if he leaves, well, then he's branded, you know, as as a money chaser, um, you know, can't win the big one, couldn't get it done, and it, it's 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 miserable to listen to the crap that he's got to get. Um so, you know, I kind of hope he opts out. I hope he goes somewhere else. I hope he can win a chance. I hope he can do all those things that they hoped he did here in New York, but just does it somewhere else.
0: Yeah, but now he's got Phil Jackson there. And that's the, that's the upside. That's the thing
1: um, that, you know, gives some hope to a Carmelo Anthony fan that they could eventually get a... You know, a team around him. By no means, I'm not a big NBA fan. Um, Nor am I. But I'm a big Carmelo Anthony fan, obviously, so I'd like to see him win. And if he, you know, last year when they had put together a run, it was a fun thing to watch. He was on fire and, you know, he, he had a pretty good year. Um, but, you know, having to watch him sit through that again is going to be particularly painful. So...
0: I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but I thought it was stupid when he went to the Knicks. Because they're just a friggin' lousy franchise right now. And as long as that guy Dolan's running things, you know, they were going to continue to be a lousy franchise. I mean, maybe Phil Jackson will help him out. But, you know, it was just like this rush to go to the big market, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and at the
1: time, they had signed Amari Stoudemire and, and, you know, were kind of putting together... um a nucleus, so you know there was a very small window for that to be yeah. attractive, and it just it closed way too fast. So, um, interesting that you saw a uh, uh, an Oak Hill Mello sighting.
0: Yeah, I mean, first I thought it was that that um, for a second from a distance, I thought it was that kid who I see around town, who's the Syracuse alum who who uh, randomly met me about two months ago, and we ended up watching the uh, NC State game together. Uh, guy with yeah. girlfriend. Huh? Guy with girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first I thought it was him. I was like, who's that white guy out in the court, you know? And I was like, oh, it's not that guy. And I see him get the ball, he dribbles up the court and threw this wild behind-his-back pass that just <laughs> went flinging 20 feet away from anyone. This <laughs> is like, oh, man, this poor kid. Uh, and other Syracuse, um, past student athlete, uh, slash alumni news. Did you see the, uh, Donovan McNabb, uh, mugshot earlier this week?
1: I didn't see the mugshot. Um, I heard the story from my brother. It was, uh, it was Josh's birthday on Thursday. So we all went out and um, my brother Jeremy is a huge Eagles fan, and he's a huge Donovan McNabb fan. And they were um, they were chatting about him getting arrested. I didn't hear anything in particular about the arrest, nor did I know that there was a um, a mugshot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the arrest was he was, you know, because first the mugshot came out and people were like, what, what the hell is this mugshot from, you know? And then it, well, it was like, it's from uh, whatever that... Maricopa County, I think it might be the one that's run by that Sheriff Joe Arpeo. You know, he's like the world's most miserable sheriff guy. You've probably seen him about him on stuff. He's the one like who in the past has done stuff like served the green meat to the prisoners. Oh, and, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: he's a he's a notorious prick, you know? Okay. Um and then it finally came out that what happened was it was late last year. He was uh, in a Land Rover. His Land Rover, I think, he was going like eighty and a fifty-five, or something like that, or eighty and a six, eighty-one and a sixty-five, I think it was. And they pulled him over for um, speeding. I guess DUI. They said, but they didn't say what he blew or whatever. And he and he was given a, I guess, a ten-day sentence, and nine days were suspended. So the other day, he went in there, I think on Sunday maybe, Sunday to Monday, he served his his one-day sentence. Oh, all right. Yeah, and that's what that was all about. But obviously, that was that um, Sheriff Joe or whatever just trying to get some more press too, I think, you know. Because that Um, guy's kind of a – he's a media whore, you know.
1: With with the 24-hour news cycle, you would have thought – how does that – slipped through the cracks for, you know, for six months
0: to begin with. Well, I mean, I think it's all probably because that sheriff out there just wanted to use it to... He probably wanted to throw it out there during a dead news time or something, so he decided not to release that shit originally. Because apparently it was on a part of land that's uh, technically Indian Reservation, I think it said, you know? Okay. So, you know, I guess it's one of those things, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, you know... uh, I guess they can. I guess they're still able to suppress things now. You know.
1: That's unreal. Yeah. Well, hey, there's hope then. Yeah, yeah. There's hope.
0: But I, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's all calculated on the part of that Sheriff Joe Arpaio guy. You know. Yeah. Like, I don't... Uh, we're gonna wait to, uh you know, it's Thanksgiving time or whatever it was right now or Christmas time. Let's. Let's wait when nothing's going on, then we can release a mugshot of Donovan McNabb. Yeah, you're probably right. Because I mean, that guy is, uh, you know, he's a medium manipulator. But whatever. I mean, so, that, so that's all it turned out to be. Because people didn't even know what it was. Like, ProFootballTalk.com did spin. Everybody was like, no one knew what the hell. It was just a mugshot of Donovan McNabb and no context at all. You know, until it finally came out about 10 hours later. So that's that. Um, Other than that, uh, there was the big uniform unveiling this week. The big uniform unveiling. At what I called the Carousel Center, but is uh, known officially as Destiny USA now. Oh, is that what that... Okay. I was reading the article. I didn't know what Destiny USA was. I'm pretty sure that's what Destiny USA is now, you know? What? Why is it called Destiny USA? Well, because, what is it? The developer, there was this big ambitious plan to, like, turn it into some really... You know, as big as the Carousel Mall was, they wanted to turn it into some really big freaking place. I think they were supposed to build a hotel. I don't think that ever got built. I remember a
1: bass fishing pond was supposed to be.
0: Yeah, I think that was all part of the Destiny USA thing. Okay. You know, so, so that's what's going on there now. You know, uh, I guess that's what's officially. Telling. I don't know whatever became, what what came to fruition and what didn't of that whole project because I just know it was all these big plans. You know, they wanted to make it like as big, or if not bigger than like the Mall of America in Minnesota. I think at one time, but I don't think all of that played out that way. But uh, but for whatever reason, that's where they decide to have the unveiling of the uniforms. I wasn't a big carousel mall
1: guy. I, I really didn't have a need to to head out to the mall. Um, one of the few, uh, one and only times that I went. Uh, I went to TGI Fridays and uh I'd met uh Jody Skolnick um, sometime around spring breakish. Laughlin had started dating um a uh, uh, a friend of Liz Stillman's. Yeah. And like maybe he met he met her in like first semester, like maybe over break. He's kind of started palling around with um this chick Stacy and um you know, it took a while, but then they they started dating, and she had a couple roommates, and one of them was Jody Skolnick, and um, she, um, well, for some reason, took a liking to me, and, you know, we kind of, you know, chatted up for a while, and maybe we fooled around, you know, once or twice, but as the year was ending, I thought it was, you know, gentlemanly to take her on a proper date, so um, I wasn't a man about town. So I was very mm-hmm. limited, and one of the only places that I knew was the Italian restaurant uh, Joey's. You ever been okay. there? i
0: I never been there, but I know I know of what you speak. Okay, I figured pretty nice Italian, yeah, you know,
1: family restaurant. That'd be perfect. So I'm getting ready. Um, you know, w- we made the plan. I was going to pick her up. I think I had a car at the time, and um, I'm getting ready. And and you know, Peter's and Reardon are like, "What are you doing?" I was like, I got a date. And they're like, with who? And I was like, with Jody. And they're like, all right. Where are you going? And I was like, Joey's. And they, were, and they stopped and they kind of looked at each other and reared and goes, hey, man, you know they don't serve alcohol there. <laughs> and I said, so what? He's like, how many times have you um, seen this girl? How many times have you hung out with this girl? I was like, I don't know, maybe five or six. How many times have you been sober hanging out with this girl? I was like, uh, uh, zero. I'm like exactly. You got to come up with a better plan than that. One that involves alcohol. Jesus. So I settled on TGI Fridays in the Carousel Mall. <laughs> Damn. That's terrible, man. Uh, what did I know?
0: Yeah. Well, apparently it worked for you somewhat. It did work for
1: me somewhat. He was a very okay. forgiving and and uh, open-minded. Uh, female so um, she forgave me for my uh, for my missteps but um, that was it I didn't make much um, uh, much work of the, the carousel mall at the time but apparently it's the happening spot to unveil um, to have a uniform unveiling huh
0: Yeah, we used to go to carousel mall a lot as freshmen cause I don't know you lived in BB right uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if they had that when you were a freshman, but when I was a freshman they had this this train that for a dollar took you basically from right near um, campus right there near Brewster Bull and, uh took you through Armory Square and down to the mall. It was a train? Yeah, I mean, I think it must have just opened. It probably closed too and before I even graduated. It was like an old school little train. And you get on for a dollar, you know. You you, you hopped on it somewhere not far from Brewster Bowl, and was it on tracks or was it on wheels? Yes, it was a it was a real train. <laughs> <laughs> like it took you. It, it had a stop at Armory Square and a stop at the Carousel Mall. I mean, I think the whole idea probably was to to get Syracuse students into other parts of the uh, of town. You know. Okay. You you paid them a buck. And like, you know, like first semester freshman year when you're new and you all don't, don't know what the hell to do, you know. You go on these little freshman pilgrimages to the mall to go see movies and crap like that on weekends, you know. It, it was it was, was kind of crazy. I can't even remember exactly where you hopped on the train at. Yeah, you know? But that was the experience of the carousel mall. But it always was, uh, I'd always try to take a ride on the carousel when I was there.
1: Oh, that was the allure.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I wonder. I wonder if Destiny USA still has a carousel in there. I would imagine. Yeah. Last time I was at that place was probably 1999, you know? I have been there more after we
1: graduated than than before we graduated. Um, Going up to visit Guy, he'll always have an errand to run or... You know, there's a there's a Dave and Buster's in there, and
0: well now there's a Dave and Buster's. I guess it's where it used to be, Big Kahuna, huh?
1: I wouldn't even have a reference. I can't even
0: picture. Okay. See, I remember being there last time. You know, like last year I was there. They opened this place called Big Kahuna, and the girl Stevo was dating at the time, Teresa. She worked there, and it used to be like it was like a a Hawaiian themed version of like Dave and Buster's type of thing. Okay. And it was, like, in the basement. And what I do remember, they had this big, huge screen television, you know, like the size of a wall. But they could never get good reception on it because their location in the basement or something. (laughs) I mean, it kind of really blew me away, you know? And uh, I remember going there one night, and it was like, uh, you know, Cooper, little Coopy was in town, like, with his... uh, you know, his whole family was there, right? Yeah, because I remember his sister was there and his dad, his parents were there. And somehow I got these glasses. I don't know where I got them. I might have paid like a buck from somebody that was selling for charity. And they looked like 3D glasses, but when you put them on, they all you saw everything, every light you looked at, Star of David was projected around. It. <laughs> you know, it was like some Jewish charity that I, that someone was raising money for and. And uh, Cooper, <laughs> Cooper's dad was like, uh, he's like, oh, these are great, and he, he wanted to give me $20 for them. I was like, no, I can't do that. And then I was like, here, have them. And then uh, Cooper's sister's like, she's like, just take the $20, he likes to do stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know, pocketed the 20 bucks for these paper friggin' Star David glasses that he just thought were so great. Especially the fact that he was a Jewish guy, you know? And he, he needed him. So. Yeah,
1: he's, um, he's got a funny, like, weird sense of humor. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, like you don't know whether to laugh or, you know, give a charity chuckle or whether he's totally <laughs> serious, you know?
0: Yep. He thought those were the coolest things ever, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was that might have been the last time I went to the carousel mall. You know, um, I mean? and I saw that it is that they do have a Dave and Buster's there now, and I was like, oh well, that makes sense because, you know, I didn't know how much longer the Big Kahuna could could uh, last. Considering I see Dave and Buster's commercials all the time. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about the uniforms? You know, I'm looking at photos of them right now. I'm glad they do have a orange one. Apparently, the reason they didn't unveil them. At the thing is because they're supposed to be like a surprise type of thing, like for very special occasions, which kind of annoys me anyway. Because I think it should be less of like a, you know, oh, uh, th- I think the orange is supposed to be their equivalent of the green Notre Dame jerseys, basically. Okay. You know, like they're gonna break them out for really special occasions. Um, I still don't like the blue helmet. You know, and then this whole white uniform with the white helmets, kind of uh, I thought it was cute that these slanted stripes are on a forty-four degree angle. Did you read that? <laughs> I did, and you know it was funny. And looking at the uniforms,
1: like I'm not a big fan of that um, of that you know solid uniform, blue shirt, blue pants. Yeah, the monochrome know?
0: thing. Yeah, and
1: I know that in football, it's it's a little more acceptable than it is. Um, um, I mean, it's it's acceptable in basketball, but in football, I like to see a you know I like to see a contrast between. No, in
0: basketball, you better wear a monochrome uniform. You saw what happened, like when we wore those blue ex- shorts and the orange jerseys earlier this year. Exactly, but uh, our white jerseys, whoever, it looks ugly as a sin to begin with. No, but in football, you know this has been the real fad lately is wearing the the monochrome uniforms. And the thing is, I think they look very amateurish. It looks like stuff high schools wear. Right. You know, like like in NFL, the Saints like to wear this black-on-black look. You know? And I'm like, come on, man. You don't look like a professional football team. Wear the gold pants. And that's what I say with our look in, in this, you know. I mean, these all-blue uniforms don't look terrible. But I think they would look better if the pants were orange or white with orange striping or something, you know. And
1: if you go on Q's dot com, they've got a gallery of the different combinations.
0: Yeah, that's what I was looking at, you know. And so
1: something like orange helmet, blue shirt, orange pants—that's a—that's a—that's a classic uniform. That's a good-looking yes. uniform. Um, I don't even mind the white shirts, um, the white pants, you know. Yeah. are okay. I'm not crazy about the whole white on white on white. I don't know if that's going to be a, a you know a signature away look. Apparently we're going to wear blue uh, shirts, bl- um, yellow, uh, orange helmets at home, white shirts on the road. I don't know if that means white helmets and white shirts. Okay. I think it's going to be one of those situations where they've got, you know, whatever, 20 different combinations that they can play with.
0: Yeah, that's what it looks like. because The combinations that they have they have two galleries on here. One is the mock-ups, which yeah. seems to have combinations that aren't even addressed in the actual unveiling at the mall that they have on the, on the in those pictures, you know? Right. I mean, this, this whole gray uniform thing is kind of mysterious to me. I don't really get the point of that. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's
1: curious... That, you know, we rely on so many colors that aren't our primary colors. Yes. In at least half of the combinations are gonna not involve orange. Yep. And probably more than that if I did the if I did the the math correctly. Um, but uh, Troy Noons Noons is a magician had a yes. great had a great article and basically said, listen, it, this is what this is what the, stu- the student-athlete. This is what the high school kid... This is what the college kid wants to wear.
0: Yeah, I mean, you saw, like... I don't know if you saw, like, uh, on one of the Syracuse.com uh, writers, I don't know if it was Axe or whomever had links to, like, the uh, the Twitter feeds of guys who are going to be incoming freshmen, you know, before the uniforms were even released because, obviously, they gave them a look-see... Uh, of it, you know, the kids. Yep. And and all these kids are jazzed, you know, like really psyched at, about the new uniforms, and that's all that matters. And you know what? And if we're winning, if we end up winning eight or nine games a year, no one's going to give a damn about how ugly the uniforms are. And for my money's worth, they could be a lot worse. Totally. And
1: and Scott Schaefer had, you know, kind of the right uh, mentality, and he, he seemed to put it in a very practical manner was, hey, listen, if this uniform... If the kids like this uniform and it helps us get good kids, then guess what? I like this uniform.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, then, you know what? Then I like the uniform. I like Nine Wins more than I dislike these uniforms. But what really... um, What I find particularly amusing or troublesome, depending on the spin... Um, is the lengths that that we go as a university to justify the the history and the tradition yes. that we're trying to create? Yep. So the um, um, uh, this is this is a great blurb, and I text this to you, which really sums up um, everything you need to know about um, the mindset that went into the design of the uniforms custom numbers appear taller and more narrow mimicking the height of new york city skyline
0: <laughs>
1: why, why do we need to bring in new york city skyline into See, our into our I design mean, like,
0: even before you sent me that i was reading where it was i guess i was just skimming the stuff talking about it, how everything's supposed to mimic like the new york skyline all this i don't understand why we just can't let that go yeah yeah even some of the let go
1: even some of the other Syracuse-specific uh, elements, um, the design incorporates the influence of the university's quad buildings in the center of campus, as well as the modern Gothic architecture seen in, well, downtown New York City and on the Syracuse campus. What? How do you incorporate quad buildings into a uniform design?
0: I don't know, man. As long as it's not like, uh, what is it, HBC, that terrible building.
1: Uh, the big square postmodern
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, but i But i i'm really lost on how all that shit equates to the uniforms you know
1: it's like the da vinci code um <laughs> yeah, the, the,
0: exactly i'm trying to figure out and did you see how they they have like on the inside of them they got stitched in like discipline like uh you know and this kind of um what is it mnemonic type of thing where it's where each letter stands for a different thing. <laughs> and lock locked the gate, because that's a reference to when Scott Schaefer t- took the job. He was going to say, lock the... That he said, this is our house, and we're going to lock the door. You know, make it miserable for when people come in here. They managed to pull Fort Drum
1: into the equation. Yeah. The 10th Mountain Division. Yep.
0: Uh-huh. I actually, apparently, the co-founder Nike was stationed, was a member of the 10th Mountain Division, apparently. Which is one reason why Nike, I guess, was shooting their load over that as well. <laughs> but
1: it's too much to ask to uh, to roll out an orange jersey during the during the unveiling.
0: Yeah, and that's why right. apparently they didn't plan on rolling out because it's supposed to be a big surprise. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, too much, man. Well, listen. I hope they look as good uh, on the players performing as the uh, as they do on the dummies and the mock-ups. Yep. And then you know what
0: that, it, that Fort Drum logo doesn't look so bad though. Yeah, that's the thing that's on the right at the V of the neck. It's it's like an interlocking 44. You know, paying homage to 44 and the Fort Drum thing. But also the crisscrossing sidewalks on the quad. Oh, is it supposed to be a reference to that too? Also that. I mean, how much is, <laughs> is that thing supposed to be a reference to the crisscrossing sidewalks? It is. It is. Seriously, I, that's it, that's that's ridiculous. Um,
1: where did I read that?
0: I have to go back. I mean, I'm sure. It's, let me see. The um, jeez, this the- is. This is
1: ridiculous, man. On the neck, the 44 is proudly displayed in a military-inspired graphic patch that references the quad and its crossing walkways, the Legend of 44, and the team's <laughs> annual trip to Fort Drum, New York. <laughs> oh,
0: they've just gone too far with this thing. man. <laughs> and what I hate is, you know we're going to see those blue helmets way more than we want to see Ah, uh, Absolutely. As long as we don't see that white-on-white-on-white... On white on white. Oh, uh, we'll be seeing
1: that. I'll be fine with that. Um, other Syracuse news: a lot of Syracuse talk for the middle of April. Um, we've lost uh, Jeremy Grant to the NBA.
0: Yep, we did. Did did we not talk about this? Or? No. Oh
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was um. We I was last we to talked somebody else personally about it. Last we talked, we thought that he was going to stick around.
0: Yeah. And then he's surprisingly gone, but um, more power to the kid, I guess. Yeah,
1: I'm looking at at the latest mock draft projections, and they have him as a lottery pick. So uh, yeah, why would he stay? You can't you can't turn that down. So
0: um, yeah, I was talking to, but his dad's in the NBA. His, his dad, they have money. Why would he do? I was like, so what? Not everybody wants to be in school. Maybe he looks at his brother, who's supposed to be all ACC this year who gets in trouble for schoolwork or whatever and not playing at all. And maybe figures, I don't want to sit here and do schoolwork, even the, the minimal of schoolwork I have to do. I don't want to do that at all. I just want to play basketball, and if they're going to pick me in the top ten picks or whatever, I'll go to the pros. Even everything I read, even though you might be, uh, you know, slotted, Or expected to be taken with one of the lottery picks, everybody's saying he's probably going to be spending a lot of time in the MBDL, you know? Right. In the D League this year. But, you know what, when we talked before, we suspected if he came out, he'd probably end up in the D League anyway, because, you know, I mean, you look at him and you know he's got skills, but he's he's definitely raw.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um,. Mm -hmm. Kind of begs the question to the to the conversation that they're, you know, they're starting to have in the NBA with with, um, you know, proposing a new minimum draft age.
0: Yeah, Adam Silver said the new the new commissioner says that's his number one goal is to make twenty the the uh, minimum age. So what's that? That's in most cases two years in college. It's
1: going to be two years in college.
0: Yeah. Yeah, generally. Yeah, cuz you're 18 as a freshman for the most part, 19 as a sophomore, so if you come out then you get drafted and you'll be 20 by the time by the time the season starts.
1: Right. Right. And I don't think that hurts.
0: I I'm of the view that they shouldn't have any limit. Like they should just let guys come out from high school if they want. Whatever, it doesn't matter. The reason they won't do that, obviously, is because the the players' union doesn't want that because it's protecting jobs. You know, it's like if you have kids coming out of high school or whatever. Every time young guys come out, older guys in the league um, and also more marginal guys are losing jobs.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: You know, and that's the whole that's the whole reason why the NBA. Uh, why the players' union at all has any interest in keeping guys out of the league based on their age. Because they want to protect jobs of the guys who are already dues-paying union members.
1: Yeah, which makes sense. That's their job. Yep. To protect those guys in the union already.
0: Yep. I mean, I think it would be better for college basketball if you had no no restrictions because the guys that want to go to college would go to college for the most part. You wouldn't have... I mean like Carmelo could have gone to the NBA right away, but he didn't. He chose to do a year of college. But there were way less of those guys during that period of time who were one and dones when you had the option to go to to go to the NBA straight from high school. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely you know, right. And now
0: you now you you know, you have you've you've systemized one and dones you know, and it's I don't know, it's just it's just ridiculous. But um, I guess it would be better for college, I guess, if you could get two more years in for the sport itself. But but personally, my own uh, point of view on things is that if you want to go play an NBA, no one should stop you. Just like if you want to go become an actor, no one's going to stop you. You know, In any other form of entertainment or any other job, you don't need a degree to do. Yeah, it's a free market society. If you can yeah. make... The leap? Make the leap. Yep, but um, but the NBA and the union and the NCAA all want to collude because they're all trying to protect their own products, so whatever.
1: <laughs> whatever.
0: Yeah, so let it be. It looks like it'll probably go to 20 because they say they're working with the NCAA and trying to come up. This was all last night I was reading on The Crawl, you know? Yeah. Like they're trying to come up with some... Strategy to keep players in college longer, you know, I don't know, but um, but hey, I'm not gonna get down for next year, everybody's all you know gone to the ledge. I mean, Caleb Joseph's coming in, apparently, him and Benaj, I guess, will be splitting time playing the point next year. And that that kid McCullough's really good. Um, we've already had a 2015 point guard commit the other day and you know what next year we're not supposed to be so good those are always when we have really good seasons so uh, i'll gladly let them uh underrate us next season i'm down with that yeah uh anything else
1: no man that's it just um gonna do a few last uh, minute things Uh, For my sister's wedding, which is in a couple weeks, got to go get my got to get measured for my tux. Pick up, um, you know, a few odds and ends. I'm performing the ceremony, so I have to write it at some point.
0: Man, where where where's she getting married at?
1: Uh, Right down the street from me, over by Monmouth University.
0: All right, nice. nice. Right on the
1: beach, so um, it'll be a good time.
0: People, um. No, it's like so many people I know. I've been to, I think I've been to more weddings where where these bogus officiants have <laughs> done the, <laughs> have performed the the vows than I have been to like official weddings in the past few years. Mike Peters was one of those. Fat Pat had like one of uh, a mutual friend or or of him and his wife uh, perform the vows you know it's it's um I guess it's the uh, new hot thing you know
1: I did Guy's wedding did you? yeah Nice. did that, you do his divorce too? that didn't
0: turn out so well <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't <kid>, I can't <laughs> uh, but other
1: than that just getting ready for Easter man what are, you, what are your Easter plans?
0: Uh, probably, you know, family come over here tomorrow, you know, just the immediate family, um, eat some ham and turkey, whatnot, uh, probably, uh, eat some Reese's chocolate eggs and i will be it. Nice. You know, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fed up with the holiday thing, so. <laughs> 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 uh, it's pretty much the
1: same for me, although, um, everybody's kind of scattered, um, at this point, my sister's not coming home because, you know, she'll be home in a couple weeks for... Where does she live? The wedding down in D.C. Okay. And then, um, you know, my brothers are kind of doing their own thing. So, pretty low-key for the Sanders clan.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess they're doing the... Uh, do, do both of your brothers have kids? Yep. All right, so they got their own things to deal with for the Easter egg hunts and all that stuff.
1: Yep, yep, and um, it's the one... You know, kind of lower profile holiday that they go, both of them can go see, like, you know, great-grandparents, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Because both It's of my- funny,
0: everybody treats Easter um, like it's a lesser holiday, even though it's supposed to be the most important of the holidays. <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? No, absolutely. I was thinking about that the other day.
0: It's like, it's supposed to be the most important day on the on the Catholic calendar. You know, and everybody's like, oh, it's just Easter. Right. I remember, like, freshman year at Syracuse, Easter, it was, like, me and two or two other kids that were up there for the weekend, two or three other kids, we went and, and ate at All You Can Eat Chinese Buffet on <laughs> Erie Boulevard. I mean, as far as I know, that was the name of that place, All You oh, Can you... Eat Chinese Buffet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, <laughs> real, real... Uh... <laughs> Real creative name uh, <laughs> thought behind that process, you know. It competed
1: with its um, with its counterpart down the street plate fork knife
0: restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about all you can eat Chinese buffet. I remember going there with Fredo. Uh, BP might have been with us. I'm not sure. I just remember like getting mocked. You know, Fredo and I are coming back and they're like, oh, big Americans eat lots of food. <laughs> I'm like, hey, asshole, you're the one advertising this is an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet. Don't mock us. <laughs> 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 like they were pissed that we were actually eating all we could. Was Fredo like, jokes on you? I'm from El Salvador. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I think he was like, jokes. <laughs> no no no, we we were all kind of sheepishly embarrassed a little bit i mean didn't stop us from going up there three or four more times to load up on egg rolls and sweet and sour pork but (laughs) should
1: never stop you
0: no not at all i think if anything it only emboldened us
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right man on that note uh you have a great easter
0: yeah happy easter man and uh Have fun getting fit for that tux.
1: I certainly will. Uh, With apologies to Girk's brother.
0: We'll see you guys next week. Later. Good night, Fredo.